Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Miles Turner, PJ Tucker, Joey Devine, DJ Augustin, Jackson Hayes, Jared Allen, Sean Keen, Mohammed Mo Bamba, Patreons Chuck Anderson, thank you Chuck, Christopher Small, thank you Christopher, Blueberry Joe, thank you Blueberry Joe, musical guest Trisha Yearwood, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with my very, very good friend, co-host, permanent co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm all right. I kind of was writing on deadline tonight. I haven't Damn, really done dude. that. Yeah. Who are you, uh, Marcus Thompson the third? It felt like that. I was watching a game with a laptop um, and trying to like file as quickly as possible, and then, like a real writer on deadline, I had to rewrite it dramatically mm, because of what happened in the fourth quarter. Mm. Uh, well, we'll get to that, but before we do. Some business. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at RoundRockPod. Uh, email us at RoundRockPod at gmail.com. Donate to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash RoundRockPod. Um, five-star reviews on iTunes. It's very weird. They only give you five-star review. They only let you give us five stars, but uh, hey, we're not complaining. Um, and... Of course, uh, Sean was playing music there. Um, yeah, they I <laughs> I mistakenly toggled off my phone, and someone sent me something with a Dave Matthews song auto playing. Wow, uh, just awful. you should unfriend that person. <laughs> it is my sister in law. Oh, then never. I mind. would if I could. <laughs> um, but more importantly, uh, Sean, did you know? Uh, we're doing a live show. Oh, I did. I did. I was, I was actually visiting my second favorite website on the internet, podstarweekend.com, mm. and I noticed we were booked. Yeah, it's weird. They didn't tell us. They just, uh, we just, I clicked on a phishing link, uh-huh. uh, that was sent to our email, round, roundrockpod at gmail.com, 
Yeah, and, it was a forward from Jeff Bezos. Yeah, weirdly. very weird. It it and I clicked on another one that was like uh, it was called Free Money from Elon Musk dot com. Uh-huh. And I clicked on it, and suddenly I was at this website saying that we're performing February 13th at the Virgil in Los Angeles, California, um, with some of our really good podcast friends. Airbuds, they're there. They're putting on the show. I did I did Airbuds just this weekend. Uh, Jason Concepcion, a.k.a. Network, a.k.a. NBA Desktop, he's going to be there. A.k.a. A man with a Harry Potter tattoo. Um, the Flagrant Ones, a.k.a. Hayes Davenport and Carl Tart and uh, Sean Hayes, um, a.k.a. Hollywood Handbook minus <laughs> Carl Tart. Uh, Dunktown, our friends. Uh, they're there. The Super Hoopers, we've been on that podcast. We owe oh, the Super We have to have the Super Hoopers on. We're jerks for not having them on yet. Well, we love see, the Hoopers. See how it goes at Podstar Weekend, yeah. guys. <laughs> wow, we're jerks. Uh, Horse. Horse is gonna be there. Um, Nits from Count the Ding CTD, baby! Nits! Nits! Uh, Lank, comedian Langston Kerman and, uh, music by Joey Dosick. Uh, and they say there's going to be more, but I can't imagine how, considering the show is only two hours long, and we will put out a two-hour-long podcast in our fucking sleep, baby! <laughs> yep, yep! Uh, anyway, that's February 13th, 8 p.m., at the Virgil in Los Angeles, California. We have something incredibly stupid planned. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, don't who would have guessed from it. us? It's either going to crush or bomb atomically. <laughs> Um, it's the only way we do things yeah, here. Tickets are available at podstarweekend.com. Uh, and oh, all I forgot, all of the tickets uh, go to charity. Yeah. Um, Isn't and, that like the dunked on rule of performing? You should either absolutely crush or absolutely eat it. Yeah, we're we're like the Houston Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by dunked on, I guess, yes, but you mean, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's the business we've done with this way too long please buy tickets we want to see you and we don't want to see all of the fans of the ringer.com who are certainly going to buy most of these tickets because it's going to be it they're going to be saucy too. that show um i mean that th- it could not be a saucier time to be no. performing with a Ringer podcast, don't right? don't need to talk about that right now. We'll I'm save just saying that it's for the it's Patreon. Saucy. It's saucy. <laughs> um, Sean, we got some calls from fr- some friends. Should we go to uh, s- our voicemail? Yeah, let's. All right. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. All right, Sean. Our first, our first uh, call comes from a very good friend of the show. Um, it's the dead of winter, right? We're still in winter time. It's been pretty cold. Yeah, even in Los Angeles, it's been fairly cold. And you know what I've been thinking? Sometimes I just look out my window and I wish, God damn it, why isn't it summertime? Mm-hmm. And the chillest time of year. It's as if, um. My prayers were answered because we got a call from our exclusive summer vacation correspondent. Yeah, yeah. You got one of those flagrant ones. 
Uh, why are you anyway? Uh, our summer. I'm just vacation. trying to get a good headspace for this thing. <laughs> you're really, you're you're really going full heel here. I want to be friends with everyone. Um, this is how I show love. But we heard our from our summer vacation uh, correspondent, one of our favorite people in the world, uh, from Vice, from the Basketball Feelings newsletter, from uh-huh. the Locked On Raptors podcast. From uh, Yahoo Sports Canada. From Yahoo Sports Canada. We heard from our very good friend, Katie Heindel. Here's her call. Hey, guys. Uh, this is your dedicated summer vacation watch correspondent, Katie Heindel, calling with some... It's not the news I wanted to give you. Um, so I thought I had a good line on uh, awarding Mike Scott his MVP award tonight. Uh, I staked him out in the locker room, you know, while he was just in a, in his towel looking at his phone. Uh, and then I turned to, you know, of course, turn my attention to the second greatest Kyle in the league, Kyle Quinn, to ask him some questions, uh, about yoga, of course. And then by the time I turned around, Mike Scott had snuck out behind me. Just a quiet little exit. So uh, he eluded me for the first time, hopefully the last time. Uh, they'll be back. And uh, hopefully I'll have a better update in terms of what his reaction was to winning MVP of the most prestigious award in basketball and professional sports. Okay. Bye. All right, Sean. How do you feel about Mike Scott ducking getting an award? From our you know, friend I'm, Katie Heindel and this podcast, right? We can that's declare true. that's that true. It's was awarded on our podcast. Yeah. It, did, did not officially get yet. Yeah, it's partially our award. Um, you know, I'm just glad that no one fought Mike Scott over it. Mm-hmm. I guess we should explain for any new listeners out there. Oh, yeah. So Katie Heindel, our friend at WTEVS at whatevs on Twitter. Uh, is a summer vacation, an NBA summer vacation expert, and earlier, th- and this summer, obviously, we had her on a couple of times to award who had the best summer vacation, and mm-hmm. she said it was Mike Scott. He was in Toronto tonight, and he ducked giving an acceptance speech for the MVP award. I'm, I'm gonna choose to think that Mike, Mike Scott, uh, didn't realize the gravity of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And also I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just surmise that he was out getting another emoji tattoo. Mm-hmm. It, okay. Which one do you think he was getting? Oh, an emoji tattoo. Of course. Didn't they right, just right. add what? like 74 emojis? Don't they yeah, do that so every time? Add them, oh, he's got to <laughs> add them to his body. Um, okay. Look, if you're, here's what I'm going to say. If you're not going to accept the award, Mike Scott, at least have the benefit. Uh, give us, Give Katie Heindel a note that she can open and say, I am accepting this war- award on Mike Scott's behalf because Mike couldn't be here tonight. Right. I'm just I'm just pretty sure it didn't from this call. Um, I don't think it got to that level. It sounded to me like maybe there was no actual contact or discussion. Now, look, if you're going to get distracted from Mike Scott, one of the NBA's true greats. I can see how Kylo Quinn is the perfect person to distract mm-hmm. you from him. Like, uh, it's kind of amazing that she did not present the award because she had yoga questions for Kylo yeah, Quinn. Yeah, for the bar mitzvah man. The bar mitzvah man. Yeah. Like, apparently Kylo also Quinn. the yoga man. Yeah. <laughs> and I gotta say... Someone might have got a leg up on next year's MVP award. Here's the thing, though. You know what? Look, I love Kyle O'Quinn. It's cool he's a yoga man. But um, he'll never be the NBA's number one yoga man. No. Because that is, of course, a, a Jordan Farmar, who I remember one time was on SportsCenter doing yoga, and his yoga mat had the drawings of a basketball court on it. And I was just like, that is the lamest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll tell you, I'm I'm pretty sure Harrison Barnes is a yoga man too. One hundred percent. Because I remember like his. I want to say the first time he showed up at. I don't know if it was summer league or he was just working out with the team, but Steph Curry's like, when I saw him take that foam roller out of the trunk, I knew this guy was serious. Oh no, that was before that was in high school. And it was Andre Iguodala who told that story. Oh, Iguodala. So yeah. this, you know, he was rolling foam in high school. Yeah. Shit. Um, all right. Uh, that was a delightful call from Katie. Katie, please call back with any summer updates considering how, miserable everyone is because it's the winter time next up deliver mike's got deliver Kylo quinn that's what i that's what i say that's a good rule for life um next up we have a call from another friend of the show hmm. uh the the captain of canard uh rabble internet rabble rouser <laughs> the uh <laughs> uh Portland's or Vancouver, Washington's number one uh, shit stirrer. Yeah, muckraker. Former uh, former podcast host, former uh-huh. Patreon man. Uh, Seahawks expert. Yeah. Prolific football <laughs> blogger. Uh, Corbin A. Smith. Follow him on Twitter at Corbin Smith NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Rock sent you. And listen to the final episode of Take It or Break It, which might be coming out soon. He keeps saying it's going to come out. This is, I believe the penultimate episode was recorded tonight. This has been a Jeter-esque farewell for it the is true. Take It or Break It podcast. People on Twitter are just like, oh, the captain's gone. <laughs> Captain Corbs. Anyway, we got a call from Corbin No one a. did it better. We got a call from Corbin A. Smith. Here's that. Hi there, fellas. Big Corbs here. I uh, don't really have a podcast anymore, so this is kind of my only outlet to talk about sports. Uh, I'm putting away my dishes right now. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, I just have something to say about the last episode uh, when uh, we were talking about uh, Kevin Love, and you mentioned uh, that... uh, his beard that he had in college wasn't cool. I want to uh, vociferously disagree uh, with this statement uh, because having a color me bad beard in 2008, ballsy move for Kevin Love, I think. Uh, uh, now, I understand that uh, when we were at the peak of color me badism, as I call the reign of color me bad in the pop culture sphere, that it would have been a sort of a trend tracking thing to uh, kind of cut your beard very close, uh, have this sort of uh, uh, well-crafted perma stubble that uh, Kevin Love had at the time. But I think uh, color me bad had become a uh, cultural relic of sorts. And the uh, the close cropped beard uh, had fallen out of popular style. That a uh, teenager coming to the conclusion that it, that is what he should wear on his own, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and so uh, I just want to say, uh, Kevin me, Kevin loves color me bad beard that he had in college, uh, cool. Uh, and you guys uh, getting all judgy about it, you know. Oh, but I don't know if that's like cool, cool. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to Bad Photojournalism. Everybody have a wonderful day. All right. First thing I want to say, I believe mid-call he puts us on speakerphone. Can I tell you my favorite part of the call? <laughs> sure, sure. His question... I don't know if you can hear that. I'm putting my dishes away. It sounded like like he was celebrating like 30 simultaneous Greek weddings. Yeah, it's like, like are any of those plates intact? Well, it's amazing we were even allowed uh, able to hear them considering a crowd of people was lifting him up on a chair and carrying yeah. him around the room. <laughs> Um, surprised he didn't have a mouthful of baklava. I'm surprised that, like, Corbin, were you at a Gallagher show? 
He may have recorded that from a carnival. <laughs> he was in one of those rooms where you pay to smash things to get out your aggression. Oh, yeah. He, he, maybe he called from Philly. <laughs> maybe Gritty thought he was in that room when he beat up that kid. <laughs> By the way, I think that kid's lying. That kid is 100% lying. But it is hilarious that uh, no one named, like, the human being who was clearly inside the Gritty suit. Mm-hmm. It was all just like, yeah, Gritty might go to jail. <laughs> Dude, I say let Gritty punch people if he wants. Yeah. That's his whole thing. The story does not make any sense, by the way. <laughs> it is not believable at all. Let Gritty brawl. It's in his nature. Anyway. You know from a chiropractor? Come on, man. Back to another big red-bearded man we know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Corbin... I think what you're missing out on here is being much younger than us, because mm-hmm. uh, that beard was in style in 2008, and it was the worst people on fucking Earth yeah, who exactly. wore it. Like, 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 Kevin Love was essentially wearing a tap-out shirt on his face. Yes, 100%. But uh, it was like... The body of a tapped-out man. Yeah, he might as well have been wearing Ed Hardy jeans. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you, I think you missed the boat on this one, although I do like how many times you say, color me bad, in your call. It's It's hard to hear over the plates you are smashing on your head to solve Uh, a, to to break a Guinness Book of World Records, (laughs) (laughs) but... Yeah. Thank you for the call, Corbs. Please let us be your podcast proxy. Call us whenever you want. And please, in crazier situations, I would like the call to be almost unlistenable uh, with each and every call. Maybe standing in front of, like, an industrial fan. Can Uh, you go to a construction site and record your takes? Could he record underwater where, like, a shark was screaming? (laughs) Uh, can you call us from the front row of a movie? <laughs> uh, we love you, Corbs. If you okay. love Corbs too, uh, uh-huh. remember patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Uh, our Discord is the only place with a direct line to Corbin A. Smith these days. It's true. Um, you can ask him about you know, the Switch games he you want to play. That seems like the majority of the talk that goes on there these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's uh, you know, and I would say, don't always say this about the entire Discord, but recently the Big Corpse channel has been popping been off. off. Yeah, been popping off. the only channel that's not popping off is the News Tip line. Um, it's like yeah. they expect us to find our own news. Jesus. <laughs> These people. <laughs> we love them. Um, all right. Should we do some reader mail? Let's do it. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. All right. Sean. Why don't you walk us through this first question? Okay, this is actually from the Big Corbs Discord channel. Uh, I it asked permission. This is from uh, listener Hannes. I'm saying that right? Yes. Who's that? Hans? It's Hannes. It's Hannes. Right? Yeah. Who I believe also pointed out to us that uh, the fake stat you made up pre bounds is actually basically tracked on NBA.com. <laughs> Fantastic. Do they call it prebounds though? Because no, I no, no. I have prebounds.org right now and I'm just waiting for it to blow up. Um so I have pre Spotify sale. Uh, uh that is my uh <laughs> 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 it's my fake stat. Um, uh, keep going. Wow. <laughs> um okay, so it uh he asks this is based on our discussion of uh the screen assist. Um mm-hmm. Which hustle stat does best correlate with being good at sex? And he he lists these options. Box out, charge, deflection, 
or block assist. Okay. And uh, Big Corbs, second appearance on the podcast, commented that taking a charge is a real not tonight honey move. It's true. He's correct there. Right yeah. on, the, wrong on the bat on the uh, Kevin Love beard. Correct on the uh, not tonight honey of the charge. Um, yeah, that's faking an injury. That's getting up early tomorrow. Uh, if you're taking a charge, you're getting up early tomorrow. Yes. Um. Yeah, if Ryan Archidecano is doing it, yeah, 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 it's not, it's not a, not a sexy hustle stat. Um, this is a tough one because I can see, I could see an argument for the other three. Right. Um, I mean, deflection means you have active hands. Correct. You um, you understand angles. Box out, you really want to grind up on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, it's a meat and potatoes move, but it's an effective mm-hmm. one, you know? The block assist, you're very generous. Yeah, that's, that's almost like someone who, that's almost like, I don't even care if I come. And you, you know length. what I mean? Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's like a, because, look. People like a block. You get the most shine if you swat that shit out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're just tapping it to a teammate, uh, also that's a that's Bill Russell, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Bill Russell probably brought the heat. Sure. I mean, if you listen to our Billy Wayne Davis episode, there's a story about that. Oh, yes. Oh, years ago. That's right. Look it up. Check out the archives. And uh, (laughs) I will have to go with block assist in this list. Um, Are there any other hustle stats? The screen assist. No, absolutely not. It's like a kiss on the cheek at the end of a date. Um, I like, I kind of like deflections. You got good hands, you're paying attention, you're anticipating your lover's next move. Uh-huh. And it's also, it feels like an Andre Iguodala stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, you know what's not good? Uh, loose balls. No. You never want to have loose balls in the bedroom. Um, never. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a great question. Uh, if you have any... Uh, yeah, bring it. If you have if you have uh, differing opinions, let us know on twitter.com at roundrockpod, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we will uh, we will send you to Big Corbin. All right, our friend Love Kebab sixty nine, one of my favorite usernames of all of our listeners. I gotta say, mm-hmm. um, asked. I went to Ronnie Cycli's DJ set at a music festival here in Costa Rica a few days ago. One of the greatest sentences I've yeah. ever read. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's actually pretty good for a former NBA player performing music. Yeah. What type of music would your favorite players spin if they took up a career in DJing? Well, I would say my favorite player in the NBA, Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. uh, would mostly... <laughs> uh, it would just be like... Uh, like Mario and Final Fantasy soundtracks. Mm-hmm. See, I think it's even deeper than that, dude. That's too too easy <laughs> for him. He's playing like uh, fucking. <laughs> He's playing like deep, like Japanese RPG songs. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Like. like, like so- like that, like that. I mean, yeah. Okay, so if he's playing Mario stuff, it's from that like lost Japan only impossible game that tricks you all the time. I, no, I just think Nintendo's too cool for him oh, to like oh, it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like fucking straight up like only things that came out on Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the what Halo the, I- Reach soundtrack. I could see him playing like the Virtua Tennis theme music from sure. uh, yeah. Um as for me, uh everyone of course knows that my favorite player is JJ Reddick. <laughs> right, right. And he uh- of course would be DJing one of those Blade vampire raves. 
Oh. You know, just like hard industrial as blood yeah. pours from the ceiling and all those freaks lick it up before yeah. Blade and his friend Whistler come in and mow them all down with their high-tech weapons. <laughs> Use this, JJ. <laughs> I was, um, I was, my dad was just, my dad is a compulsive channel flipper. He just hates... Mm-hmm there being a commercial and a sporting event. And uh, last year he flipped and he got to Blade. Which was, Tight, dude. It was on TNT or something like that. I mean, look, it was an afternoon weekend. So Blade <laughs> is on some channel. And uh, <laughs> there's some shit. I don't even remember what scene, but Chris Christopherson's doing some like shitty anti-vampire stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad turns to me and says, you know, he was a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> what New Year's Eve was it, Sean, when you and I completely wasted, turned uh-huh. on Blade 2 while eating like 40 chicken McNuggets? You know, I I actually, yeah, well, I was actually, I think, sober because I drove <laughs> us through the drive-thru. This must have been like 2011. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm trying to think of, like, what's the correct... We started the year by putting on Blade 2 on demand. Oh, just awful. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing, is that it was on demand. We demanded to watch Blade 2. I hope it wasn't, like, 2009. That would have been incredibly sad. <laughs> um. All right, let's go to the news. Okay. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean. I have yes. some some ama- incredible news for you. Uh what is it, Joey? Uh do you know America's greatest website, chartable.com? Yes, my homepage, your homepage. Mm-hmm. I presume all our listeners' homepages. Do you know how uh previously our goal has been to reach number one in any country on chartable.com. That's true, yes. This week we we charted in a new country. Sorry, <gasps> Senegal! <gasps> Baby, New Zealand. Oh my god! Number 17 in sports. Is this our highest rank in an English-speaking country? It is, it is, <laughs> yes, it 100% is. I mean, no disrespect to all of our good friends in Serbia who speak perfectly fine English. We but never ranked you know in I mean. Serbia. Oh, we just we just have two people that listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know what that means, though? Yeah. It's time to debut a new drop. Hit it, robot. Now it's time to talk about Round Ball Rock's number one country, New Zealand. The Oklahoma City Thunder select Stephen Adams from Rotorua, Rotorua, New Zealand and the University of Pittsburgh. In 1893, New Zealand became the first country in the world to give all women the right to vote. There are nine sheep for each person in New Zealand, making it the highest ratio in the world. And I'm Javert. Do not forget my name. Chartable.com is a very reliable website that everyone loves. In 1990, New Zealand became the first country in the modern world to appoint an official national wizard. The world's first commercial bungee jump was a 43-meter leap off the Kalarau Bridge in Queenstown in 1988. No, 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 New Zealanders, they throw another shrimp on the barbie, ride around in your kangaroos all day. No, 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 it's Australians. You're thinking of Australians, that's not us. Once again, more journalists are imprisoned in Turkey than any other country in the world. Five years for what you did! 
the rest because you try to run. Yes, two, four, six, oh, one. We will still do any and all Serbian podcasts. New Zealand, tell your friends about the show and please help make us number one according to everyone's favorite website, Chartable.com. Thank you. We learned a lot about New Zealand. New Zealand, if you're out there, tell your friends. Help get mm-hmm. us all the way to number one, baby. Call we'll the, keep... the voice. Get in, get in touch, Kiwi fans. We'll keep educating our listeners about you know your what? beautiful I, country through music <laughs> and robots. I didn't appreciate the way Larry Ellison cheated during that America's Cup. I'll say it right now. Yeah, that should have been our top story. That's bullshit. All right. Uh, our top story, though, Sean. Matthew McConaughey, the actor. Mm-hmm. Has purchased the athletic. Wow. Uh wouldn't have seen did not see that one coming. I mean, I guess he's not the full-on owner, but he's is a owner. <laughs> he owns a lot of the athletic. He, he per- owns more than Tim Kawakami. He at this owns point. our friend Dave Dufour. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you think uh, they'd get along? Yeah, absolutely. Are They're you kidding? Both They're both in Texas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, doesn't McConaughey live in Austin? Probably. I That's don't... not that far from San Antonio. Eh, home of the Deuce. It's kind of far, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's drivable, but Texas is a lot bigger than you think it is. I guess that that you're probably right. About that. <laughs> um, I, th- I thought Austin. Well, okay. I'm gonna but, I'm gonna look it up. I'll tell you in a second. Matthew, Mc- our friend. Hour fifteen. Hour fifteen. Okay, that's actually. I thought it was longer. I yeah, take I mean, it back. Dude, you're dude, correct. You just got that van. Yeah. <laughs> um. But our friend Matthew McConaughey, our friend Matthew McConaughey, uh, <laughs> my, I'm friends with the Lincoln lawyer, not the actor Matthew McConaughey. Um, he tweeted today, proud to be on this journey with At The Athletic, the best in-depth sports writing, writing happening. No uh, G. Yeah, he was part of their $50 million round of funding. Uh, so all of that, what do you think the Athletic's gonna do with Matthew McConaughey's money? With that Ghost of Girlfriend's past money, Sean? Right. Um, okay, so more drops for Dave Dufour. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think some of it has to go to, um, Rick Riley's greens fees. <laughs> Is he at the Athletic? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is? He's, he's, Remember they signed him? He's clickety-clacking about teeth still behind I mean, a paywall? <laughs> I mean, I think I think Maven offered him a pretty good deal to stay at SI, but ultimately he went. Um, yeah, he, they, they've got to pay off that uh, Jed York dinner tab that he charged to Tim Kawakami. Wait, wait back to ago. Rick Riley. Is his athletic picture still him leaning on his hand, making a, like, oh, this face? <laughs> the life of Riley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, I know what they have to do. They have to, they, they're going to use that money to murder the newspaper. Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> gotta love was such a lofty, amazing goal. Not evil at all. Coming uh-huh. out and saying, I want to murder newspapers. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, right, that seems that seems reasonable. Anyway. Uh, uh, oh, oh, and uh, the Frank Isola's legal defense fund. Oh, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Love, love Big Frank. Um, here's a question, Sean. Yeah. What else has Matthew McConaughey bought before? Besides, well, like... Uh, sheepskin condoms and like uh set amazing sets of bongos or whatever body oil you know body oil a bong that's shaped like terry bradshaw's head mm-hmm. from failure launch <laughs> uh crew jackets for everyone who worked on sahara um <laughs> he he well no but recently he bought uh fc austin Okay. An MLS team that is starting in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, he also is a large investor in something called Forward, a membership-only medical facility equipped with artificial intelligence and other cutting-age technology. Wow, that sounds uh, sinister. They Not as sinister as trying to murder the newspaper, but, you know, no. pretty sinister. <laughs> um. 
membership only medical facility, huh? Uh-huh. All right. Um, I'm sorry, I just reread that sentence, and I was like, maybe that is worse than the news than killing newspapers. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah, it seems... <laughs> seems like uh, the kind of business that, like, uh, would be the bad guy in, like, a, a Ryan Reynolds movie that comes out in March. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I just saw Gattaca, and it just gave me some investment ideas. <laughs> Where it's like, oh... For some reason, Ben Kingsley is in it for two minutes, and he's like a rich guy, and they put his brain into Ryan Reynolds' body, but then Ryan Reynolds is like, I remember my wife, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, was in Iraq! Yeah, <laughs> that is an actual movie. Um, y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all got any poor people in this hospital? <laughs> Can't we'll go be back. a lot cooler if you didn't. <laughs> um, anyway, here's the thing. The reason that's what I love about the clones who are growing my replacement organs. <laughs> I keep getting older and they stay the same age. The reason I bring this up though, the reason <laughs> it's our top story is I want to introduce something called the Round Ball Rock Initiative. No, incredible. We have one and that is to get Daryl Morey to go on Round Ball. Mm-hmm. Our our slogan is Daryl Morey go on round ball. Tweet, in cover. fact, if you're listening to this, please tweet at Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey <laughs> go on round ball. We only want to ask him questions about he's, musical he's, theater. He has interacted with each of us on Twitter before, <laughs> and he may be out of a job very soon. And he so, name searches. We know he name searches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to tweet at D Morey. Just tweet Daryl Morey go on round ball and he tweet. Tweeted, he tweeted at some like. Normal ass writer asking if the greatest Landry was uh, Landry Fields or Landry Shamet, and he was like Carl Landry, mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, he's completely right. Yeah, about he is that. correct. Um, but I'm introducing a second tenant of the Round Ball Rock Initiative, uh-huh. and I would like you all to join. You don't have to do anything except. Look, if Matthew McConaughey is going to be giving out sports media products money willy-nilly, yes. There's no reason that shouldn't be Round Ball Rock. I no, yeah, none at all. My new goal for 2020 is to get Matthew McConaughey to give us $5 on patreon.com/roundrockpod. Yeah. <laughs> at first it was like could he buy Round Ball? <laughs> but no, we just wanted to become a Patreon. Just for a month. He doesn't even have to stay. I mean, I'd prefer he stayed. Yeah. But we need your help, listeners. Please tweet at Matthew McConaughey. I'll tweet promise him, this. He gets him, his own channel in the Discord. We'll send him a damn... Bi- privileges. We'll send him a damn business plan. Mm-hmm. But Matthew McConaughey, become a Round Ball Rock Patreon for one month. Yeah, one month, one month, dude. We're much cheaper We're than the athletic facility. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'll tell you what: I will match his donation. I, I will guarantee he will make six dollars off of becoming a Round Ball Rock Patreon. I will go to Netflix, search for his name, and stream the first movie that comes up. Oh no! I will Venmo him six dollars if he gives the Patreon five dollars. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the prestige. Yeah. So Matthew McConaughey, if you're listening, donate to Roundball Rock. Please. Here's a drop. Hello, Shark. And by shark I mean the star of the Lincoln Lawyer and the Newton Boys, Matthew McConaughey. My name is the Robot, and I'm here to tell you about my business, Round Ball Rock. A podcast that is changing the game until Minfertiti, related comedy podcasts. I'm looking for $5 for 100% of my company. Mr. McConaughey, in the movie John Grisham's A Time to Kill, you played a young lawyer fighting for what he believed was right. Well, it's time for you to believe in Round Ball Rock. In Angels in the Outfield, 
You played on an Angels team that made the World Series all because a child wanted to live with a real family. I am a robot that wants to know love. It's time for you to believe in round ball rock. In Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, you played a man who is haunted by his ex-girlfriends. Why are they all dead? Did he kill them? It's time for you to believe in round ball rock. In the beach bum. You played a beach bum. It's time for you to believe in round ball rock. In conclusion, give us five dollars. Listeners, on the off chance he's not listening to our show for some reason, please tweet at Matthew Macon ahead and beg him to be our Patreon. Just for one day. We are way cheaper than the athletic. Um, alright, Sean. Uh... Look, everybody's going to be talking about this. We've done 38 minutes and talked about basketball for maybe four of them. This is truly a round ball rock record. It is. Um, But we didn't want to lead with this story because everyone's going to talk about it. But it's the only thing that's made anyone excited all year. So we do have to talk about it. Yeah. Sean Keen, Zion Williamson, America's biggest baby boy. Made his debut mm-hmm. tonight. You watched the game. I watched every minute of the game. Walk us through what happened. Uh, so they were playing the Spurs, mm-hmm. and he came out, and he was in the starting lineup. Whoa. <laughs> Ball, Holiday, Ingram, Williamson, a hologram wearing a favors jersey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Their a favors. man who does not exist. Do yeah. Favors. Um, and he did not look great off the bat. He was not running well. Um, he definitely looks like he's over three hundred pounds. Like I'm not, I'm not somebody that can guess weights that well. Mm-hmm. But just compared to, I'm just assuming. If you did, anyway, he's just like twenty pounds heavier than he was in college. Okay. And he was listed at 285 then. Um, Good. I want him to be as big as possible. That's tight. (laughs) Well, he um, he seemed he seemed very winded Mm -hmm. at first. And then um, they were really limiting his minutes. He came out like three minutes into the game. And all he was doing at first was kind of passing, facilitating a little bit. Um, And honestly, the Pelicans looked shook. Like, they were getting a lot of open shots and just kind of clanking them. Ingram was pretty bad. And, you know, the game was it was very Spursy. you know. Mm-hmm. People people from many different countries hitting mid-range jumpers. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge taking Derek Favors to the cleaners. And, uh, and then in the fourth quarter, Zion Williamson got incredibly hot. He had five points and four turnovers up to that point. And in what seemed like, I haven't looked it up, but it looked like it was about a three minute game stretch. He scored 17 points. Uh, he hit four threes and just was like on fire. At one point he went for a layup. He kind of got stopped by Jakob Pertle. And then he sort of both moved too fast for Pertle and was too strong for Pertle on the yeah. finish. Um, and one of the great moments was I had just been like lamenting uh, his size because he's like sh- he looks shorter in the NBA just because everybody's taller. Well, he is I guess. short. I mean, yeah, I mean he's only six six. Yeah, it's a weird body, Joey. But then at one point he went up for this rebound, and uh, I think it was Pirtle he went up against, and essentially it just seemed like the power of his ass just put Pirtle in like a different dimension. Mm-hmm. And he had the ball and uh, it it was it was extreme. I, I don't get that excited watching basketball most of the time. I was sitting alone in a room and I was like clapping when he hit threes. I it was I was giddy. It was great. Well, Sean, uh, I have a question for you, though. Yeah. Um. So he scored 17 points in three uh, minutes as a yeah. rookie. Yeah. Do you think he's the next Jake Lehman? <laughs> Oh, the former, he used to have the highest points per game average in NBA history. <laughs> because one time as a rookie, he put up 17 in three minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so yeah, I mean, Zion ended up in a game that looked like it was going to be really disappointing. He ended up putting up like 22, 7, and 5 in 18 minutes. How many shoes exploded? Um, I think maybe like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he like pooped a little bit after the 4-3. Um, but wait, the wait thing- so his shoes didn't explode? His shoes mm-hmm. did not. I'm glad I didn't watch it. Who cares? Yes. <laughs> Uh, the funniest thing when they were trying to take him out of the game, though, was, you know, he's on he's on a minutes limit or something, but he was like really heating up. And Alvin Gentry was just into it. The crowd was going crazy, sends favors to the scorers table to check in, sends him back. He sent like two different subs went to the scorers table and then left. And then finally, they were like um, coming down the court. He scored 15 points. In three minutes, and Lonzo was clearly supposed to just call a timeout and get him out of the game, but he saw the lob opportunity and threw up a lob for Zion, uh, who then got fouled, mm-hmm. which meant they actually couldn't take him out because <laughs> he was shooting free throws. Uh, it was great. It was great. It like, um, well, you, you know see- what the best part about it though was. What is that? This game fixed the ratings, baby. The NBA's perfect again. We're back. Who cares? No more midseason tournament. Just midseason Zion. Oh my god. And and the ESPN crew was pretty much as bad as they've ever been. Oh great. Good. Jeff and Gundy asked about who had the record for eating the most hot dogs maybe two minutes into the game. He doesn't know like, that? It's uh, Joey I mean, Chestnut, dude. Everybody fucking knows that. I think he said in a week. Still probably it's Joey probably Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but like, what a... Just a bunch of assholes. They were already talking about redrafting like midway through the first quarter. And at one point, Jeff Van Gundy reasonably said, this is Zion Williamson's first game. I'm not going to decide yet. Ask me in two years. And then Mark Jackson said, I'm not going to ask you anything in two years. And then Jeff Ed Gundy said one of my favorite things he's ever said. I don't know if I'm even going to be alive in two years. <laughs> and then the broadcast got dark for a little while. Um, Where Mark Jackson was like, don't, don't say that, Jeff. <laughs> um, he could drive him to suicide. Mark Jackson could do it. We should say, uh, uh-huh. since we're talking about a Spurs game, for our investor, Matthew McConaughey, our uh-huh. $5 yes. investor, um, what did... Our Round Ball Rocks all-time favorite San Antonio player ever. Our favorite player ever, sorry. Not just from San Antonio. LaMarcus uh, Aldridge. How did he look? You uh, think, well, actually, Joey, you should say seven-time All-Star and future Hall of Famer LaMarcus Aldridge. Of course. Why? I I can't believe I forgot. I'm sorry. Time is a flat circle. And he, so is LaMarcus Aldridge making All-Star teams. Yeah. He uh, he scored 32 points. He had 14 boards. Um, Joey, is it inappropriate for me to shout out some of our other favorite players from the University of Texas? No, of course. Please do. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Some of our favorites on the podcast, as listeners know, we love Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, love him. Uh-huh. We love Tristan Thompson. Anyone. Hook them horns, baby. Yeah. And, of course... Kevin Durant. Of course, we love him. He's our favorite. Please do not listen to any other episode other than we this one. Love Texas and we love venture capitalists. <laughs> love it. Hook them. Hook them. Hook them. Hook up those blood boys at your weird facility. <laughs> Horns. Um, Sean, we have to talk about it. Please tell me what Kyrie Irving did this week. Oh, well, Joey, uh, you're not going to believe this, but he he is hurt again. What? Yeah. The homeopathic a, medicines aren't working? Well, you know, they just don't work when there's a televised game, and they don't work in the city of Boston, apparently. Do um, they work? That's what Kendrick Perkins told me in a Twitter DM. <laughs> uh, so he was supposed to be playing uh, this Monday on Martin Luther King Jr. Day mm-hmm. and uh, against the 76ers. He didn't play. And uh, you know what, Joey? I think you should read this quote, right? I don't think this is that this is psychedelic. Not a psychedelic. No, right, this, this is, is this is this is. Uh, I would describe him as uh, pontificating Kyrie, less psychedelic Kyrie, Kyrie, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he said. 
when I was out for those seven weeks and not saying anything, people are still saying things about me. It's inevitable. They crucified Martin Luther King for speaking about peace and social integration. You can go back to historical leaders and great people in society that do great things, and they're still going to talk shit about them. It is what it is. I know what I stand for. I'm a great family man. I have great values, core values. This basketball stuff is a game at the end of the day. It's dramatized. It's entertainment for people and fans. I'm a human being at the end of the day. I'm going to keep reiterating that, but my job is making sure my teammates are great and our organization is at a championship level by sitting out two-thirds of the games. <laughs> uh, so, so he thinks he's... A historical leader and a great person in society. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is a great person in society. He brought his Uncle Drew. That is true. Which is not as good as any Matthew McConaughey movie, but... No. But, you know, does any Matthew McConaughey movie have a lingering shot of Shaquille O'Neal's weird ass? No, No. and none of them also have a weird uh, dramatic scene where Shaquille O'Neal and Kyrie Irving are standing at a gravesite mourning the woman they loved. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, Uncle Drew does not come off well as a friend in that movie. No, he's a bad friend. Bad teammate, too. In fact, I, I kind of feel like Kyrie put too much of himself in that character. <laughs> where it was like, what's what's the real story of Uncle Drew? Well, this guy had a really successful team, and then he drove everybody away <laughs> with his personality. Made really selfish decisions, but he also kept telling people how great he was. It was weird. <laughs> they tried to crucify Uncle Drew. Yeah, Uncle Drew, if, look, if you take away anything from the movie Uncle Drew, it's that Uncle Drew was also exactly like Martin Luther King. <laughs> um, um, and Joey, Joey, I hate to say this, mm-hmm. um, the Pelicans, the game before... Uh, Zion came back. They wanted to bring him back at home. I would have liked to see him, you know, just get to play against Jaw, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Grizzlies could not hold off the Pelicans on MLK Day, and I think we know why. I didn't realize the effect the King assassination had on that city. I think from people we talked to and stuff we've read, the shooting kind of sets the tone for how the city thinks about stuff. We were at Game Three. Great crowd, they fall behind, and the whole crowd got tensed. It was all like, oh no, something bad is going to happen. And it starts from the murder of Martin Luther King, and it's just that mindset they have. Right, House? (laughs) I don't know about you, but when I think of Memphis, House is going to eat! That was the Bill Simmons Playhouse. (laughs) embellishing quotes he actually read um, he didn't really even embellish that much though he... yes, uh, no that Memphis... quote was almost word for word I just changed shooting to assassination at one point uh, to make it more clear uh, yeah yeah never forget the people of uh, Memphis the reason they get tight watching a basketball game is because uh, the CIA murdered Martin Luther King there. I mean, the mm. FBI. Sorry, not the CIA. They murdered Honestly, foreign. I think that's what. I think that's why James Wiseman was ruled ineligible. They're still trying to get that city. <laughs> um. All right, Sean. We'll, let's do one more. Which one do you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about. Let's not talk about all stars starters until they're actually. Out. Good, because they're also boring. And we'll we'll talk about like we'll talk about when we know. Yeah. Um. Let's. You want to talk about cat? Let's talk about cat real quick. All yeah. Right. Uh, Gerson Rosas. Um. Huh. The which you I I'm sorry I didn't mean to do that I've slipped into Anton Sugar there for a second. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is a coin. Um, uh, Gerson Rosas told ESPN that the Wolves aren't trading Carl Anthony Towns. He said, quote, Carl Anthony Towns is as as untouchable as they come. He's the best player on our team, and he's the guy we're building around. Everything we do is to help him become the best player and to help us become the best team we can be. He's a special talent that we're going to do anything possible to help him achieve his highest potential. Joey, I think we know what that means, right? 
He's coming to the Warriors, baby. Oh, yeah. D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Poole, and a protected first-round pick for Carl Anthony Towns. Um, uh, here's my yes, question, though. four years left on his contract, by yes, the way. Yes, I love... 2024. I like watching D'Angelo Russell. Um, he's good. Uh, but... <laughs> say you wanted to keep Carl Anthony Towns forever... Yeah. Is D'Angelo Russell really the answer there? No. I mean, getting rid of <laughs> Jeff Teague is kind of the answer. <laughs> no, I mean, just like, it's very just, weird. Weird town. I'm sorry, Minnesota fans. Feeling Minnesota in particular. It's just you're uh, in a weird spot. He now has as many 40-point games as Andrew Wiggins. Second in franchise history. Yep. Do you know who's number one? Kevin Garnett? No, it's not. Uh, Kevin Love? Kevin Love, baby! Time is a flat flat circle. We started with Kevin Love. We're ending with Kevin Love. Sean? Um, Yes. Is there there anything you would like to plug? Uh, Yeah, I I have a reaction column about uh zion's game and then uh should be out by the time this podcast is out um depending on my editors and then uh friday i'm gonna have a thing about uh whether it matters that Kawhi leonard kind of doesn't care about the regular season and i'm not i'm not actually sure where i'm coming down on that one yet (laughs) i got it i got a little more research for that one uh, but yeah, it's a, I think it's going to be called Board Man or Board Man. Um, as for me, uh, please follow our new Patreon, our new patron, Matthew McConaughey, on Twitter, at McConaughey, where on January 10th, I <laughs> posted a picture of a billboard uh, uh, by Spotify that says, The new single from Jesse Alexander, Mama Drank, with the caption... <laughs> This lady is the real deal. You know, I think he's a real deal, Joey. Dude, oh, he is if he gives us $5. I'll give him 6 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean, did you write a song? I did. It is again about Kevin Love. Oh, amazing. Our uh, third in a row if you count the Patreon one. Time, again... <laughs> Give us $5, because Kevin Love is a flat circle. (laughs) Um, Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all tweet at Matthew McConaughey to give our Patreon $5. Just five. Sometimes Kevin feels he's got to run a play. He's got to... Get all paid from the deal he's signed to stay with a losing team. He gives death stares, hates Colin Sexton's hair, and he's lost his mind since 2017. He's really declined. Once they dealt for you, they dealt. Now they're shopping you. This trade is beyond belief. It's set up for nothing but salary relief. Take, Take a future, future pick, pick, but that's not really enough. Traded love. Traded love. Now ask Woes, they've got to get a pick. He's acting like, like a, a dick. dick. You don't really want him around your team to make this deal. You need a jerk like Bradley Beal. It's hard to make the pieces fit. And I'm sorry, but that's some dunk dunk shit. Could go to Atlanta. Sir Foster. Aliens taking my lantern. This angry love is toxic, the opposite of Luka Doncic. He, he drank five beers and yelled at Chetty, oh! Traded love, traded love. Don't wait till July, I don't want to see Larry Nance cry. Gotta pay.
Santa cause he's too slow Now he's ending up in San Antonio Traded love Traded love Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.